Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fan of Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court, and I'm excited because the new season of Freeform's Cloak and Dagger has finally arrived. Yes, it has. The show's second season hit the ground at a dead run with tonight's two-hour premiere. Yay! Yeah. Um, it was really good. Like, yeah. I feel like the show's already been back for a couple of weeks, and we were, like, deep into the story and deep back into their lives. Little hit onto the uh, you know original comic that came out in the eighties, and some things are different, much like the comic that came out in the eighties. Yeah, because I needed to ask you about some of the things with Mayhem later. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll talk about that when it gets there. But right, cool. before we jump into that, remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can they get people to reach us? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Jindab, and he's Brad ZB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure underscore Fandom as well to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else you can find on Facebook? Uh, there is mayhem on Facebook. A lot of mayhem. Oh, are you talking about people trying to get tickets for uh, Avengers? You know, that too. <laughs> I'm going to go look uh, up Mayhem on Facebook later. And if I find anything that's crazy, um, I'm going to be very upset with you. Okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, besides Mayhem and crazy people and trolls, you can also find we have a couple of different groups over there. We have our Brad and Court Talk Peer Fandom Podcast group where we talk about anything and everything under the sun. We've been talking about people having trouble getting Avengers tickets. Everybody's pumped for these final trailers. Everybody's excited for the Game of Thrones uh, show that's coming back very soon. I say that like I haven't watched it myself. Uh, we also have our Van Helsing group. Uh, uh, the show's been gone for months, but that group is still just pumping through. We have a lot of cool artists over there who've been you know, posting their different art and videos and things. Sometimes the actors will drop by, so make sure you stop on in and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Yes, definitely. Go check it out. So tell us a little bit about this episode. Okay, so we had a two-hour premiere. Uh, we had two episodes. We had uh, 201, Restless Energy. That was directed by Jennifer Fang and written by Joe Pekoski. And also the second episode was White Lines. That was written by Peter Calloway and Nicole R. Levy and directed by uh, was it Jeff Wilnoff. Mm-hmm. So the first, first, hour, the, uh, first hour of the two-hour episode uh, after coming to terms with their destiny, Tyrone and Tandy find it difficult to just stand by and do nothing while bad things continue to happen throughout the city. Bridget struggles with her recovery. So basically their lives have switched, flipped upside down, kind of like Fresh Prince. Uh, Tandy has left the shadows and there's a brightness to her world now. Right. Uh, she's embraced her love of ballet again. She's back living with her mom. Tandy's life seems to be okay these days, only it's super not. And Tyrone, like he's living at the church now and he's just all kinds of messed up. He's cut off from his family. And throughout the episode, you just kind of see how they're both really not happy and they haven't been using their power. Well, they have been using their powers, but apparently they've been keeping it from each other and they've been like going vigilante on their own. And of course, what we've known these two, they work best together as a team. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing about their powers. It's light and darkness. They have to be together in order for things to work correctly when they're apart. It just doesn't seem to work out right. Right. Because Ty spends the entire episode just screwing over Bridget and not even on purpose. Like, he's trying to help, but uh, the way he's helping, he's making things worse. Right. And, 
Yeah, it, we find out it has been eight months since everything happened in last season. Yeah, Evita is very, very emphatic about that eight months. Uh-huh. It's been eight months, and you didn't even tell me you were okay, especially later when he shows her his power. He shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you, you <laughs> couldn't have just popped in? Mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, no. We actually do kind of see also that their his parents have split up. Oh, have they? Okay, so that's why his dad was never at home. Because his dad has kind of, I guess, moved back into the old neighborhood then. That's, right. That explains why he was hanging out at the old neighborhood and his mom was having Chinese at home alone. Right, yeah. She had Chinese at home alone, which was their, in last season, we saw that that was what their like Friday night dinner or whatever Chinese night is, whatever they would to get the Chinese and everybody would have it. And she was the only one having it. Yeah. But I don't think he ever figured out where his dad was, so. Yeah, probably not. So, yeah, uh, Ty, I loved how they actually made this, you know, everything grouped together in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ty was uh, living in the church and looking at the dealers, scoping out the dealers as at 90s, like standing above them. These people have no situational awareness. <laughs> but it was a very superhero pose. Like, that's how all the superheroes did it. Daredevil did it. Batman did it. They're on the rooftop. I'm always I'm looking on. up at people. And Is there anybody on the rooftop? I'm looking for you. <laughs> I can feel your eyes. Uh-huh. I can feel you up there looking and looking. <laughs> and that's kind of where he's just, you know, tracking people in the night. And stealing all their stuff. Yeah, he steals all their stuff and then takes it to Bridget. He's like, well, what do you want me to do with this? Right. You messed up the entire sting operation I had. What are you doing? Yeah, and he actually overhears her saying that. You know, I had plans, but yeah, everybody's screwing this up. And Yeah, he overhears her saying that, and then he decides, oh, I'm going to help you with this, too. I need to help more. <laughs> just <laughs> more. I need to do it more. And yeah, it's just. And what's she supposed to do with the stuff, really, right? Like she hasn't yeah, really made a evidence. yeah she hasn't made a bus so you're dropping all this money weapons and drugs in her house for another cop to come by and go uh yeah yeah what what have you been doing here with all this stuff right mm. um so Tandy comes out to hang out at the church you know mm-hmm. what you been doing nothing how about you nothing. Let's watch Zorro with no sound. Well, he used to watch it in Korean with his parents. So, yeah. Oh my god, I feel so old. Like they're watching Zorro with a VHS and projector, and they're like, "Oh, these are ancient." Yeah, they are. <laughs> no, they're not. They're only twenty years old. I mean, you had to plan out. No, they're not twenty years old. They're a little bit probably older than that, but uh, you still had to plan out your nights on what you were recording. You know, you couldn't have yeah, everything. You had to be, well, you also didn't have 3,000 TV channels to watch either. So that was a big well, difference. I had two VCRs. I believe it. <laughs> two VCRs, two TVs set up side by side? It, well, not side by side, in different rooms. Like, don't touch this TV, no oh. matter what you do. Oh, don't record over this tape. Oh, that happened. <laughs> How dare you? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's any millennials much younger than us, they don't know what we just said. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Using your AOL CD as a coaster. Oh, my God. Anyhow. Fred, what's a floppy disk? 
Uh, she's making fun of this uh, picture I shared the other day of somebody who was holding a uh, a floppy disk, uh-huh. and because I I have three D printer, but somebody's holding a floppy disk, and some kid said, "Oh, you printed the save icon." <laughs> no, not quite. You should have said, "Yeah, here." Yeah, <laughs> I had a computer with a five and a quarter floppy on it, but whatever. Okay, so where are we at? Let's get back in here. Um, Tandy and Ty are together kind of lying to each other and join Zoro. And she she kind of um, jokes on Zoro's cape. But the cape is cool. What do you want? No capes. Uh, we need capes. Especially our boy Cloak. Like That's how he disappears. It helps him. Oh, yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah, but we know if you're ever watching Credibles, no capes. <laughs> But only for Incredibles. And apparently Spider-Man as well. It's a Spider-Verse. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's amazing. (laughs) So we we had this moment, uh, I think during this scene, where Tandy is on her phone. And um, we saw her get the license for the one girl who was in the group group counseling meeting. But apparently she has a couple of licenses on her phone. Did you see that? Because Tandy's a stalker. (laughs) Yeah. I, I also love the fact that she or is she taking trophies? No, she's these are all the people that she's helping. Oh, so she's helping. Yeah. So they hadn't really like in the first episode. In the second episode, we did see that more so, but in the first episode, they didn't really highlight that like too much. Like so, this is what she's been doing to kind of deal with her own grief and finding out that her father was uh, and it was abusive towards her mom. Mm-hmm. So she's been taking that grief and channeling her anger. And like you said, helping the women from the the group counseling uh, meetings. But the one girl, like she doesn't feel like she's been helped at all. Michaela, she doesn't realize she's been helped. Like her boyfriend seems very vulnerable now that he's been attacked by three different men. With chainsaws. With chainsaws. chainsaws. (laughs) Yeah. Candy gets very insulted and uh, upset about that. Yeah, I I fended, I I I was able to fin him off though. It wasn't a problem. Like he's lying to you. Yeah, and she totally calls him out on it too when he does that. I'm like, yeah, because she goes to see him because you know she's looking for. Her. Yeah, yeah, you after, yeah. And I think that was a whole party. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> it was you. Yeah, that was a cool scene though. Like, I like the way that they've both been mastering their powers, like, in the time that they've been away. Well, we also find out that when she was having issues, um, because she ends up walking with the one counselor through the town and everything. That's when she has her little, like, flashback of seeing her father. Oh, yeah. She's having some trouble controlling her powers. She, like, does little, um, when she gets angry or upset, she's drawing in. See, I'm not really sure on which one's happening. She's either drawing in the power for the light or she's affecting all the light around her. I I think she's affecting the light around her. Because when she was when she was upset, is that's when everything was happening? Because you like yeah. when she was dancing, she blew out the lights there, and she when she thought she saw her father, she blew out the lights and the and the car lights. And when she was running after the ambulance driver, the lights were exploding behind her. So I think right. she's like drawing all that power in around her and focusing it more. I mean, it's just something that she hasn't really worked with yet. 
but Ty is just, you know, he's he's zipping back and forth. He's figured that part out, but he still needs he still help. He doesn't know how to lie, though. Do what? He still doesn't know how to lie, though. No, not at all. He gets called out on that, like, right off the bat. But it's good because, like, when he goes to help Bridget again, like, stealing drugs from some of the dealers at their shop, he he gets caught and, like, almost picked up. But thankfully, Tandy shows up. Right. And so my question on that one was, okay, when he got caught and knocked down, did he knock over that shelving unit or was that Tandy? I thought he knocked it over. That's what I thought too. He he put his, he put his hand up. I wasn't sure if that was, he was the one responsible for it falling over though. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm waiting to see a little bit more on that one. I'm not really sure, but yeah, she does bust him on that. She was like, you're a horrible liar. (laughs) And they have to team up because they all, you know, Tandy wants to do some stuff too. She needs to. Like, I, I think, again, that's why she's losing so much control of her powers. Like, she's put on this happy front. Um, and she's only channeling her emotions when she's seeking vengeance and against those other guys who are hurting her, not friends, but mm-hmm. the other ladies. But, like, she needs this. She needs this partnership with Tyrone. Like, she's been lying to him and herself for the past eight months. Right. And the, them being a date together is, you know, it's it's got to happen. Oh, what do you mean together? Like together, together? No, I mean they they got to team up and fight the power and just. Oh, <laughs> I agree. That's the, because if they're not together, their powers aren't as powerful by themselves. They're just there with. All right. So, and on his mission to help Bridget again, he decides to try to try to. Um, help facilitate the meeting that's going to happen between the gang leaders. So he and Tandy get all dressed up looking amazing together. Um, and they just go out and have some fun as they should be. They need to relax, but apparently the meeting doesn't go as expected. And cause somebody has showed up and killed all the gang leaders. Um, so that's the way the first hour of the uh, two hour episode ends. And when it comes back, uh, we see, like someone is, is still alive and he's drawing this symbol on the floor. Um, I was trying to figure out what the symbol was exactly. It looks like uh, he was drawing lines out in the cocaine or whatever white powder was in on the floor. And it was really a cool tapestry of like that image with mm-hmm. the symbol, like mixing in with his blood, right. like the guy's blood um, as he was dying. Uh, so, like you said, he, Ty, later went to Vita's aunt's house uh, to kind of figure out what that was. And um, she gives him a quick lesson. Uh, it was a vive, and she says it was used in an invocation method for summoning. And he wanted to know what was being summoned. Uh, apparently, it's something called a loa. She said he was probably summoning uh, Mama Brigitte, who is a death loa, which is probably maybe a death spirit or something. Uh, she said the dying man either wanted to be guided from this life to the next or he wanted justice. Um, then she also kind of commented um, on something that we already knew from last season. She said that uh, Ty is a wounded soul in need of a lot of prayer. He's not at peace. Like we knew this, like he was not at peace because of what happened with his brother. Um, and his part in it. And now he's still feeling that way even more so because he's caused all this um, upheaval in the lives of his parents and with Avita. And like he he's not at peace himself. He's he's on the run. So he's got a lot going on. Uh, and at one point in time, the auntie says she's going to say a prayer to Papa Legba, uh, the keeper of the crossroads for Ty. And you think she means that she's calling him just to be able to you know, keep an eye out on Ty. But 
more so because Avita was coming into the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, Avita hasn't seen this dude in eight months and he's just there. Yeah. And yeah, she wasn't really happy about the fact that he came over to ask her questions, but not talk to her. It didn't go yeah, he wasn't well. even he wasn't even going to see Evita, and when she finds that out, whew. um. By the way, when we're talking about the symbols, the the Vive is usually drawn on a floor by stirring a powder-like substance, commonly cornmeal, wheat flour, bark, um, red brick powder, or gunpowder. Though it can depend on the ritual that they're doing. So it was really interesting the fact that we did have the wheat flour and the cornmeal in play when he's asking about all this stuff and she starts doing some of it. Uh-huh. Or cocaine, I guess, if that's what you only have handy. Right, for the for the beginning scenes. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, um, when he's talking to the auntie, she's she's baking. She's making bread or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. And, really cool. I didn't realize that bread. Yeah, it, and I was having chili, so I really wanted bread. So, you know, it's a totally <laughs> thing right there. I was just there. So, yeah. Now, one of the things that we really liked about this episode, too, is the fact that how we had everything flash back and forth. Yeah, they did it um, from the three different POVs. So uh, we saw that opening. I got really confused at first. I was like, wait a minute. Did it did it start over? Because we had the we had the whole thing where everything was just through Ty's um, POV at first. Mm-hmm. Um, it was him in that opening scene at the murder, like where the leaders were. And then with Evita's aunt, with Evita. And then he was in the ambulance uh, with that girl that Tandy knows, um, Michaela. Right. And she was tied down. And he was trying to help get her free. But the guy who was driving, he had a shotgun. And he kind of shot at him. And Ty disappears. Um, and then all of a sudden, everything starts all over again, like rewind. Like, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So, like, I really like the way they set everything up. And actually, it really works well because of what we later find out with um, Bridget. Oh, like yeah. that whole thing that was split. Yeah, that definitely worked out really well. And, and the whole thing also with Ty learning how this, when he was doing his breathing and everything, and him disappearing and showing up in it with the girl in the ambulance, that gave his whole... I couldn't save her and, you know, transport her as well. Uh-huh. And throughout the episode after, you know, um, Evita shows him how to actually do the breathing, he's able to start transporting people around. Which is super necessary and helpful. Right. It makes a big difference. It's kind of very helpful for that to happen. So, yeah. All right. So speaking and speaking of Michaela, um, so she was the girl from Tandy's counseling group. Uh, again, he saw her in the ambulance, and we later find out that there have been a string of missing girls. And the thing I really, really, really love about this show is it tackles some really uh, gritty and dark real world issues. Um, no matter where you are, like there have been issues where girls, mostly um, women of color, young ladies of color have been going missing and it's been a thing with trafficking Uh, and it happens because it's low income and the people who are going to have an outcry, um, they're not going to really be heard by anyone who's going to pay too much attention. I think when Tandy was walking with, uh, was it Andre Duchesne, the guy from the group, he was telling her that if, if Tandy went missing, like people would step and take notice because she was a pretty she was a pretty white girl and like having her mom like on a TV, like people would actually listen. Whereas people like Michaela's mom, like nobody would be there to listen. Like because you know, they're invisible. Like people of color, they go through this every day. And a lot of people don't sit up and take notice. So you see that 
there've just been all these posters of these missing girls and like that's something like that's really been like happening in real life. So I really love that that show took this approach and did this. And I think there was an article out recently where the writers were talking about like writing about this. It was it was really really interesting. I'm I'm just glad they're tackling this stuff. Oh, definitely. We get to the second POV of the episode where we, we have Tandy and she goes off looking for Michaela because I guess earlier in the episode, she had, she'd gotten upset with her and she yelled at her because the girl thought her boyfriend was being all nice now that he'd been attacked by those gang members uh, with chainsaws. And she, she thought he was a changed person. And Tandy was like, um, no, like you're, you're an idiot. If you would go back to him. And of course, like that's going to send her running right back to her boyfriend. Tandy felt guilty immediately, but, she couldn't find Michaela and she found out that Michaela was missing. She never made the connection between Ty and Michaela because she had no idea that um, Ty saw her. Uh, so she spent a lot of the episode with, with Bridget uh, and they were kind of working together. Uh, once they found out uh, the girl, Michaela ended up at the hospital uh, and they made it back to the junkyard mm-hmm where the ambulance was and they wanted to talk to the ambulance driver and he kind of didn't really have too much information. He was, he was saying, yeah, they just paid me to drop her off. I don't know what's going on. I don't know about any other girls. And um, we see this really dark turn from Bridget uh, once Tandy has walked away. Well, the whole thing with the Bridget turn too is like right after she'd been out at the bar drinking everything in the world and she's getting sick and she's like, sees her reflection and it's her, you know, she's saying, I'm going to take over because you're weak. And I was a little lost on that part because I was like, okay, cool. So she had a personality split there for a little bit. That's what she I took thought, over. Yeah. But yet she's walking into the crime scene. And I don't care how much of a personality split you have. If you've been drinking that much, you're just not strolling around the crime scene without anybody going, why do you smell like a brewery? <laughs> <laughs> So, but that doesn't come till later, you know, when Ty figures it out and goes to, well, goes to ask her for some help because, you know, he's doing stuff. And we find out that she was tied up. Yeah. And her apart- apartment was wrecked. So apparently it wasn't just a whole mental thing. Like there are literally two of them. Yeah. And uh, Ty transports her back to the junkyard where Tandy still is with the other um, Bridget. Mm-hmm. So, ah. Yeah. That's why the episode kind of leaves off, and I'm like, I'm really confused. So I was going to ask you, because I know you read the comics. So is this how it's all played out in the comic? Is um, Bridget and Mayhem like one person with two personalities, or is it they're two reflections of each other? Like, are they two halves? Uh, like, no, no. It's so so in in the show, we know that Bridget's still alive, and Mayhem's there too. We kind of got a little bit of this, you know, previously on. We had the the evil little look from Bridget in the trailer. Or right. preview. So that is after the incident happened eight months ago. Somehow Bridget was split into two people. Not really sure where this other mayhem Bridget has been, but she just finally showed up. So in the comic, right back in back in the eighties in the in the VCR <laughs> years, um. Bridget was, you know, she was a police detective as well, and she was helping out uh, Ty and Tandy. And at one point in time, she there was a corrupt police officer as well, but she went to go look up uh, this 
warehouse that had pharmaceutical company, which was responsible for giving Cloak and Dagger to the powers. If you don't know, originally Cloak and Dagger, are, you know, Ty and Tandy, they were uh, experimented on with drugs. So they were shot up with some experimental drugs that ended up, that's how they changed. We got out of the whole heroin thing and all the drug issues with the TV show because they just switched that around a little bit. But she, well, she went into, Bridget went into this warehouse with a bunch of other police officers and there was the corrupt guy um, threw in some gas there and kind of killed everybody. Bridget was dying when Ty and Tandy found her, or Cloak and Dagger. And they were too late to save the other police officers, but Cloak surrounded her with, you know, his cloak and darkness while to protect them. Because So if you go inside a Cloak's cloak, uh, you're protected from everything else out there because you're just like in a void. And Dagger was trying to revive her with her light because that's how that kind of works, but it didn't work. And they kind of left her body after that, after she died. But Bridget was reborn as mayhem. She came back and helped Cloak and Dagger fight the corrupt police. And she killed the one guy she promised to kill. But then she kind of went into this whole vigilant vigilante thing going on, you know, mm-hmm. and some things kind of went interesting, weird she had some she has some powers. I'm only going to talk about the one that we know she has. She has a talon light fingernails. Right. That you know, she used to cut up the painting and she used to kill the guy. She has some other things but I'm not really going to say anything about them until they come out. Okay. She, well, I'm interested. So yeah, it's um, it's I'm a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit different than than the comics because we have Bridget still alive and we have Mayhem Bridget. So, right. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting. And I'm kind of wondering in the eight months that's been let, since the show left, like, is this the first time that this version has truly emerged or has she just been doing things like when our Bridget wasn't aware of it? Like, who was the one that killed the gang leaders? Was that Mayhem, possibly? I very well could have been. I don't know. Is something we're gonna have to find out for later because she just apparently whoever it was it showed up really quick, right? And yeah, so I don't know. Lots of questions. Yep. And like, so this this happened after she got infected last season, right? Right. Okay. Oh my god! Because it was no, it was was it a power surge? So it was that same surge that happened like when Tandy and Ty were taking out those things at the end of last season. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, Cause at the end of it, that's when she came out of the water and she, right. her eyes were glowing a little bit. So. Okay. Oh my God. Yep. I'm so excited. I'm glad the show is back. Where's Mina? Uh, no idea. Working at Roxxon still, I wonder. Uh, could be. I don't Yeah. We, I'm not really sure. We maybe what? later we'll find out. I hope so. Like, she was one of my favorite characters from last season. Yep. All right. Well, you got anything else on this one? Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, We talked about Bridget, where her reflection said, it's my turn, and she took over. And Bridget, before that, said, I'm nobody. So, yeah, we've talked about it. Like, this episode was really cool. I like the execution of it. And it's back, so I'm, yay, let's go. Mm-hmm. More, more, more. Yes, more. I liked it. It was very cool. I need to go see both his parents, though. 
Yeah. Well, we'll figure out how that works out later. Yeah. All right. Well, looking forward to next week's. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for The Magicians, Krypton, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, and a bunch of other shows. There are also a lot of awesome writers that are putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. If you are ready for Game of Thrones to come back, make sure you check out our Pure Fandom podcast. Um, they are, they've been getting pumped up with different segments and theories uh, for the show and just doing different recaps as well. So check them out. All right, if you have any thoughts or comments on the episode, you can drop a comment below or visit us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can email us at bradencourttalk at gmail.com. Yep. Until next time, don't take eight months to talk to somebody. They may get mad at you. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.